Welcome to Abiding in Hope, a production of St. Gabriel Catholic Radio in Columbus, Ohio, and St. Rose of Lima Radio in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. I'm Marianne Jepson, Catholic therapist in Columbus, Ohio, and... I'm Father John Sims Baker in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Yay! It's good to be with you, Father. Great to be with you, Marianne, as always. As always. For our uh, new listeners, um, we take questions here at Abiding in Hope, and you can send your questions to abidinginhope.com, and we will use them on upcoming shows. We very much appreciate those of you who have sent questions in to us. So, Father, as always, let's start it off with a prayer. Good. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, we praise you, bless you, glorify you, and thank you. We offer you today uh, our whole selves, everything uh, that you place before us today. And we also accept from you all that you give to us today, our very life the love that you have for each of us, the vocation you have for each of us, uh, the call to an eternal life with you. Give us the grace we need to be open and accepting to all the graces you want to give us so that we can come to the fullness of life with you now and forever in heaven. And we ask all these prayers to your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. And we also ask for the powerful intercession of our Blessed Mother. As we pray, Hail Mary, full, full of, of grace, grace the, the Lord, Lord is with thee. thee. Blessed, blessed art thou among, among women, women, and, and blessed, blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mary Mother of God, God pray for us sinners, sinners now, now and at the hour of our death. death. Amen. Amen. St. Gabriel. Pray for us. St. Rose. Pray for us. In the Father, and the Son, of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I love how you, you said in the prayer, Father, help us to be open and accepting to all of the graces that you have to give to us. Because I think that's, that ties in um, with our, um, the, our questions that we have for the show today. So um, who knew that God would give you those words, you know? That's right. That's yeah. kind of what I, because I've been looking at the questions, and I think that just, God did just give those words, I think. Okay, well, let's get to the questions. Um, here's the first one. I've always had trouble relating to, and then in parentheses it says, praying to God as a loving father, maybe because my own dad was strict, judgmental, and mean at times. I'm afraid God is that way too. I know the church has confession for the forgiveness of sins, but I have a hard time accepting that and fear going to confession. Well, there we go. Accepting. Mm -hmm. A hard time accepting that. I think that's sometimes one of the biggest obstacles in the Christian life is fear of accepting what God gives us. Not that God is holding anything back, because of course he isn't. Uh, But for some reason, we don't accept it. We don't Mm -hmm. take it. So Mm -hmm. I had a wonderful professor when I was a priest who taught me in the seminary, when I was there in Columbus at the Josephina, Mm -hmm. Father Francesco Tervasi of Blessed and Happy Memory, uh, who uh, he he was... Uh, an Italian, he was from Italy originally, and uh, he asked us, you know, seminarians, he said, well, what's, if somebody gives you a gift, what's the first thing that you do? 
And we were, you know, good little seminary. Oh, you write a thank you note or something like that. And he was like, no, no. He <laughs> says, you take it. You take it. <laughs> and so you have to take the gift. We have to accept. That's something I've picked up a lot from the writings of uh, Father Jacques Philippe. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. I love his writings yeah. a lot. Um because they're profound, and they also tend to be short. I love <laughs> that, too. All... Those books, his books are pretty short. <laughs> you know? It's so good. Yeah. But this this idea of relating um, to God, and it's so important that we do come to know God as our Father, you know, because uh, that's the way that Jesus revealed his relationship to the Father to be our relationship to him. Maybe one of the most profound. It's always important to look at the words in the New Testament that Jesus uses. You know, the New Testament is written in Greek, but there are a few words that we have given to us in the language that Jesus actually spoke ordinarily, we believe, which would have been Aramaic. And far and away, the most important of those words is the word Abba which is the word for father that Jesus teaches us to use as well. And so to, to, and, and to realize that that's the relationship. It's not that our relationship to God is like the relationship to our human fathers. It's the other way around. Is that in some way or another, our relationship to our human fathers are supposed to be like the relationship we have with God. So start with God. That's what I might say that this, uh, the person who wrote this question is uh, always in the spiritual life, start with God. God is always the one who takes the initiative. And so accept from God the blessings. And if you're having a hard time doing that, then I would encourage you to turn to prayer of thanksgiving. Just stop and start thinking of just anything and everything that you have to thank God for. And if you can't come up with about 2 billion things in 15 <laughs> seconds, then, yeah, there's something wrong, I think. But so, And then once you do that, then you can maybe start to get over this sort of bad impression that sometimes we have given of God. I, I think it's one of the things Christians in the world have a lot to answer for. We've given God a bad reputation a lot of times, you know, of this idea that God is up there like the, you know, somebody playing that, you know, that game that they have at amusement parks, the whack-a-mole game. You know, yeah, I think some people yeah. say that God is about to just whack us all on the head, you know, as soon as we stick our head up, you know. Mm-hmm. And so get rid of the whack-a-mole God you know, and, uh, uh, and, and let's go and see the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, and, and come to him. Now, you know, it's not always easy. Uh, it wasn't for Jesus either, you know. But um, as we see, like, for example, in the Garden of Gethsemane, but there was always that trust and, and, and surrender and abandonment to the love of the Father. And so... Um, then that also tells us about who we are. You know, when we come to have the right relationship with God, then we come to know who we are. And that is, we are children of God. Uh, Always and forever. That's our primary identity from the moment we were baptized. The Heavenly Father adopts us into his family and shares his life with us. 
the divine life, the fullness of life. And so always remember that that's who you are. And nothing in this world can ever touch that, no matter what anybody else says or does or whatever to you. It cannot touch your identity and dignity as a child of God. And so, you know, kind of just sit up straight, put your shoulders back, head up high. <laughs> I am a child of God, you know. Uh, and if then that can give us then the courage to live like a child of God. And so, um, you know, God has nothing but good for you. Uh, and so trust him. And let him give it you all the good that he, he has for you. Beautiful father. I um yeah, there's you know, I was thinking as is so when you said stand up straight and have courage and you know, this I, the bottom line on this is that the he has pro this person I, I don't know why I'm assuming that it's a he, but I shouldn't because it doesn't say. Um in terms of the person who wrote this, but um <clears throat> about has a hard time going to confession. So having the courage to go stand up and being, um, have courage and, and go to confession. Um, well, I, I think, you know, it was, it was causing me to think there are kind of two ways to attack these things. When someone I'm looking at this, as is probably this person was traumatized in, in many ways by his fa- father being right. judgmental and mean and strict, I would kind of put that strict outside of the category of judgmental and mean, certainly, because, you know, um, some people look at the church as being strict because it's, you know, or the Ten Commandments as thou shalt not, thou shalt not, and how do you put those things in into practice? And, and maybe, you know, that the church would, or people would look at the church and say it's so strict about its guidelines and its commandments and this and that. Well, those are there to protect you. So what I'm going to do is move that word strict out of this um, conversation here for uh, a bit and, and look at the words judgmental and mean. And so, um, and that came from the thought, your father and so, and then we look at God the Father. You're having trouble relating to God the Father. But then, who do you go to confession to? You go to confession to another father. So it's like there's this association, this negative association across the board with father. And that's understandable. I mean, whether this was big traumas or little traumas that your father cast upon you, um, even just looking at the term judgmental, the priest in confession, the father in confession is not there to judge you. He's there to have mercy and forgive you because that's what you're seeking from God. The father is mercy and forgiveness. And so the associations that you make may be a bit twisted, which is understandable your feelings are understandable, but that's not necessarily the reality of this situation. The reality is God is there to give you mercy and forgiveness and love and grace and all of those things that you did not perhaps have from your father. So if you can get past the associations part and break that and and then use the courage that that Father Baker was talking about 
of going to confession, you can experience that love and mercy and forgiveness and grace and all of those things. But, I mean, if you just are simply able to focus on the associations that you're making with fathers across the board and realize that all fathers are not equal, especially God the Father, and um, and then the priest in confession is there to offer everything, you know, the, the forgiveness and the mercy that you most need. Now, t- having that courage that Father spoke of doesn't just come out of, a, like, out of nowhere. You have to pray for that. You have to work on developing that. And oftentimes it's just the first step. It's kind of like, I don't know. I would, if I were to jump out of an airplane, I would need a whole lot more than a parachute. I would need courage, and it, and and sometimes that can feel like uh, I don't know. I would probably pass out. That's and then I'd realize, well, I made it to the bottom, and I'm still here. Um, if my parachute automatically opened up, I don't know. I don't know if I'd make it to the bottom and and realize I was still here. There would be a lot of other things that would have to fall into place. But the first step is oftentimes just the hardest, is my point. The first step is the hardest. And having the courage to take that first step gives you the courage to take that second step and the third step. And it creates a habit of courage, which creates more growth in courage. And courage is a virtue. But that's one of the things I think that's so helpful with Thanksgiving is to realize that not only would a million things have to go right for you to – if you jumped out of the airplane and to land on the ground safely, um, but you know, actually just to get out of bed in the morning, a million things <laughs> have to go right. You that's, know? that's so true, and, isn't and it? And we re- mm-hmm. we've got to realize how blessed we are. You know, mm-hmm. That's the thing by just you know, like putting your feet on the floor and getting stand up after you've been – you know. A million things have to be working right for that to happen, you know, and we we somehow or another concentrate on the one you know acre pain we have or something like that yeah. that um, mm-hmm. so you know what else it takes to get out of bed in the morning is discipline i mean it 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 takes discipline, which I think discipline is um involved in this whole thing too of developing that um habit where it, it does that doesn't come out out of nowhere it's it's just that first step of oh i've got to get out of bed and i don't want to here's a little do prayer it. from saint francis de sales who is the heavenly patron of the diocese of columbus uh who said for getting out of bed in the morning it should help he says mm-hmm. when you wake up say, think to yourself pray to yourself Sleep is the image of death and rising that of the re- resurrection. And he's like, oh, this bed, it's like a coffin. Ah, I'm going to jump out of it right now. See? <laughs> my, Doesn't that help? My, uh, my coffin there is a little bit too cozy. So that one does <laughs> <laughs> I love my pillows and my blankies. <laughs> I don't know. I probably need another prayer, but uh, I, that, that association wouldn't quite work for me. But it might work for others. Um, I love the resurrection, so I would have to think more about the resurrection. Right. That that would be where I'd go on that one because that I would fall like, oh, that's a good reason to just like cozy back up. So I think we've um, we've hammered that one out, Father. Um, <laughs> <laughs> for those of uh, you who are new to the show, this is Abiding in Hope, and we're happy to have you with us. I'm fa- I'm Marianne Jepson, and 
I'm Father John Sims Baker. And um, we're on to our next question. Right, Father? I am sitting on ready, ready? rocking on go. Okay, good deal. Here we go. I'd like to improve my spiritual life and relationship with Christ. I'm not getting any younger and haven't been the best at this over the years. What is a good way to do that? I struggle keeping a prayer and confession routine. What do you recommend? Wow, this one's really very much like our our one before in, in a certain sense, isn't it? Well, I think this person has diagnosed themselves. You know, oh, okay. I, I struggle to keep a prayer and confession routine. Well, mm-hmm. keep a prayer and stroke confession routine. There you go. <laughs> That's what I recommend. <laughs> so, keep it. Just do it. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To borrow a phrase okay. from Nike or whatever. Yeah. Uh, the, um, yeah. But that really is it. To, but we have want to think about what prayer is. You know why? And you've talked about this a lot. Uh, in the program today already about uh, a routine, uh, you know, a habit, in other words, Mm -hmm. a a, a virtue, in other words. And so a lot of times we think, I think sometimes people think about prayer or confession or anything in our spiritual life. If we have a a plan or order or routine to it, then, then that's like somehow not very authentic or something like that. And yet, it really, you know, as human beings, we are creatures of habit. You know, mm-hmm. just about everything we do that's important to us, we make into a habit, right? You know, right. I mean, like, I bet you don't have to worry about when and where you're going to brush your teeth in the morning and the, whether you're going to have the stuff you need to do it with or not. You know, you know exactly when and where you're going to do that and what you need is right there. Well, if we can do that about brushing our teeth, why can't we do it about prayer? You know, <laughs> mm-hmm. that we know when and where we're going to do that and we have what we need to do it. You know, <laughs> that's the um, and I'm all for having spontaneity in prayer and that sort of thing. But let's have it on top of our routine. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> have your ba- have a nice baseline, you know, and then then be as spontaneous as you want after that, you know. <laughs> so um, and but because I, I think that's what we you know, we're, that's how we uh and confession the same way. You know, set a date when you go to confession every month or every couple of weeks or whatever it, whatever it is that might might work for you. Um, and then just do it. You know, just do it. And uh, if you don't do it, then start doing it again. You know, just <laughs> that's how you, you know, you, you, you just get back up and you start again. And, uh, and realize that prayer, you know, is this, you know, interior uh, conversation with God. Just simply place yourself in the presence of God, put other things aside, and open up your heart to Him. I mean, just like this question itself could be a beautiful prayer. You mm-hmm. know, it yeah. is authentic, it's from the heart. You know, just go to Jesus with this. Say, Lord, Help me to improve my spiritual life and my relationship with you. I really want to have a better relationship with you. Uh, what's a good way to do that? Uh, what do you recommend? You know, ask him those questions and then listen to him. You know, uh, he doesn't speak to us necessarily in the same way. I mean, every now and then he does, like with St. Paul and that sort of thing, but on the road to Damascus. But he does speak to us if we give him the time. And he speaks to us primarily in his first language, which is silence. 
And so we have to give him some time and listen and notice and start to recognize the way he does speak, the way he puts things before us. And then we need to obey. And that's what obedience uh, comes from, the word to listen, actually. Uh, and so we need to, to listen. So, But for any of that to work, you've just got to be there. <laughs> it, this is one of these things, show up and you win. So have your time and place where you're going to show up and be faithful to it no matter what. You know, no matter how distracted you might be, how dry you might be, how whatever else, you know, just be there with him. And in the long run, you know, it's going to really be transformative. And it's going to be the time that becomes the pivot of the whole rest of your day and the whole rest of your life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Father, I, I was thinking as I reading this and listening to you that one of the most important things to make any sort of change in your life is to have the will to do it first, right? And so Absolutely. as I look at this question, it, it looks as if the will to make this change to improve the spiritual life is present. Um, what would the will, what would be involved in changing that? Well, I think that you know, there's so many distractions in the world that we can so easily, it's like a magnet. We can be attracted to something and we just get sucked into it. These attractions all around us get sucked into, We they suck us like a vacuum to them and take us away from prayer and our spiritual life. And it happens oftentimes if we allow it without us barely even knowing it. So as Father said, to have that, um, just do this, schedule this stuff, schedule this. Like you, you, you know what you're going to do in the morning is brush your teeth and be, you know, things like that and have everything ready. Well, have those things ready. But beyond all of that even is changing your attitude towards this in some way. So taking, stepping back and looking like, what do I do that my, my distractions get me? Um, they're, there's more of an attitude, it seems to me, that would be earthly in all of those because the stuff that we see around us and the stuff that attracts us is earthly stuff. So if we have more of an attitude, a heavenly attitude, an attitude of love towards God, um, <clears throat> and we've, we looked at that, what do we do if we're falling in love with someone when we're young? You know, it's like, Oh my gosh, they're on our mind all the time. They're like, we want to call them. We want to talk with them. We want to do these things. Well, somehow we've either had that and lost that towards God because we've gotten complacent or these, uh, this other stuff of the world has gotten in our way and we think less. I mean, it's not like he necessarily talks back to us right away and we can have this conversation where we feel it. We're not talking necessarily so much about feelings again here. We're talking about realities. We're talking, and love of God is a reality in our life. So if we think about that and we realize I'm choosing a, an earthly attraction over a God, 
how do I, I need to start making these moves towards changing that? And again, it kind of goes back to what we did in that first question is it's discipline to do that. So it's like, and, and associations maybe even. So it's, it's, I'm brushing my teeth and then I'm going to go, I'm going to go sit and pray. And these other things that just attract us, they're still going to be trying to attract us, but we've got to say no to them and yes to this, whatever yeah. amount of time that takes. And learning to say no to those other things and yes to this is creating that habit. You know, I was thinking, how? what happens, um, like, let's take a bad habit, smoking. What happens when someone gets into a bad habit with smoking? There are these triggers, like that first cup of coffee in the morning, or maybe they need a cigarette to get out of bed, so it's just opening their eyes, and then they think, oh, here comes this day, I need to have a cigarette. There are all of these associations along the way, these triggers that come at them that derail them from, oh, geez, I got, I got it, I can't. I want to stop smoking, but that, that attraction is so strong. Well, the same thing can be happen with associations to create big habits or good habits. It's it's where do we put those things in our life and how do we do that? So if you're f- wanting to form good habits, thinking about doing that and putting it on your schedule if you have to initially until it becomes that habit of prayer and confession and whatever that is. So it's the attitude of love towards God over an attraction towards these other things. And Father, we right. are like, Dave is waving his hands at me again. No. Here he goes. Yes, he is. I know. We're we out have of to, time? We do, speaking of saying no, let's just say no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he'll let no, us. He'll oh, just he just, cut us he off. said he's just going to cut us off. He put his hand on the, yes. So anyway, two, um, let's see. You can have 20 seconds for your final word on this. Because okay, he's I would gonna... just say real quick to this person, have confidence, though, that you can do this. Yes. You can do this. God will give you the grace to do it. You can do it. You can do it. Well, you can take more than that. You didn't even take 20 seconds. Oh, okay. He cut us off But I, mean, I think sometimes time. we don't think we can – we have this sort of inferiority complex when it comes to prayer. We think, I don't yeah. do this very well. I don't yeah. do it right. Yeah. If you're doing it, you're doing it right. Amen to that. Speaking of prayer, Father – can okay. we have a blessing Let's as have we a go blessing. Mm-hmm. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us today on Abiding in Hope. We appreciate your questions, so you can send them to abidinginhope.com. And we look forward to using those on future shows. Father, as always, it's been great to be with you today. Yeah, always. It's great. Always. And our listeners. And our listeners. And so until next time, God bless you all.